Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 135. I know no life divided, O Lord of life, from Thee. In Thee is life provided for all mankind and me. I know no death, O Father, because I live in Thee. Thy life it is that frees us from death eternally. Hymn number 135. Scriptural this morning will be given by Wendy from Georgia. First John, whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments 
and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 104. Help us, O Lord, to bear the cross.
the cross our master bore, to brave the senses' angry shock, our faith secure upon the rock of Christ forevermore. Hymn number 104. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is practical instruction in how to practice Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or even if you want to listen to it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. It will also be on our YouTube channel, if you prefer that. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. 
And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere in the world can attend by telephone. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. And we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives changed and saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. Let's see, the next Bible study will be sometime in November, so... Check our website for the Bible study questions and for the date of the next Bible study. And we'll look forward to it uh, next month. <clears throat> there's, a, uh, there's something on our English website that I wanted to point out and recommend. It's an article from an early Christian Science Journal, which is actually a letter written by someone who was healed in Christian science to someone who needs healing in Christian science. The title of the article is How I Was Healed. And it's a great article. It's very instructional. And I recommend it highly. How I Was Healed by John C. Schooley. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Susan from Massachusetts. Page 437. On my arrival in New York last July, my brother spoke to me of science and health with key to the scriptures. And coming in contact with a number of scientists, all wishing me to procure the book, I did so. I read it through in the same manner in which I would read any other book to find out the contents. Before I got to the end, having partly understood its meaning, I began to demonstrate over old physical troubles, and they disappeared. A belt that I had worn for over 12 years, I took off and threw overboard, being a seafaring man. Up to that time, I had been a constant smoker and chewed tobacco but I gradually lost all pleasure in it, and now I look upon it with disgust. I was brought up in the Lutheran doctrine, and when a boy received a good knowledge of Scripture, but I never understood it until explained to me in Science and Health. H. F. Whitkoff The lesson sermon this morning can be found on page 6 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly, 
Subject, Doctrine of Atonement. The golden text is from Psalms. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless, Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Holy Bible. Psalm. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, thou remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. John, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Now before the feast of the Passover, 
when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers planted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. When the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him, and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and have power
power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And it was the preparation of the Passover at about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him, and two other with him on either side one, and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Romans. God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Atonement is the exemplification of man's unity with God whereby man reflects divine truth, life, and love. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father. And for this, we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself, but in mercy to mortals, to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus acted boldly against the accredited evidence of the senses, against pharisaical creeds and practices, and he refuted all opponents with his healing power. Jesus aided in reconciling man to God by giving man a truer sense of love, the divine principle of Jesus' teachings. 
And this truer sense of love redeems man from the law of matter, sin, and death by the law of spirit, the law of divine love. Every pang of repentance and suffering, every effort for reform, every good thought and deed will help us to understand Jesus' atonement for sin and aids its efficacy. But if the sinner continues to pray and repent, sin and be sorry, he has little part in the atonement, in the at-one-ment with God. For he lacks the practical repentance which reforms the heart and enables man to do the will of wisdom. Those who cannot demonstrate, at least in part, the divine principle of the teachings and practice of our Master have no part in God. If living in disobedience to Him, we ought to feel no security although God is good. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love. For to this end, God worketh with you. Occupy till I come. Wait for your reward and be not weary in well-doing. Final deliverance from error, whereby we rejoice in immortality, boundless freedom, and sinless sense, is not reached through paths of flowers, nor by pinning one's faith without works to another's vicarious effort. Justice requires reformation of the sinner. Mercy cancels the debt only when justice approves. Wisdom and love may require many sacrifices of self to save us from sin. One sacrifice, however great, is insufficient to pay the debt of sin. The atonement requires constant self-immolation on the sinner's part. That God's wrath should be vented upon His beloved Son is divinely unnatural. Such a theory is man-made. The atonement is a hard problem in theology, but its scientific explanation is that suffering is an error of sinful sense, which truth destroys, and that eventually both sin and suffering will fall at the feet of everlasting love. <clears throat> Remembering the sweat of agony which fell in holy benediction on the grass of Gethsemane, shall the humblest 
or mightiest disciple murmur when he drinks from the same cup and think or even wish to escape the exalting ordeal of sin's revenge on its destroyer? Truth and love bestow few palms until the consummation of a life work. Christians must take up arms against error at home and abroad. They must grapple with sin in themselves and in others and continue this warfare until they have finished their course. If they keep the faith, they shall have the crown of rejoicing. Our Master fully and finally demonstrated divine science in his victory over death and the grave. Jesus' deed was for the enlightenment of men and for the salvation of the whole world from sin, sickness, and death. Paul writes, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the seeming death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Three days after his bodily burial, he talked with his disciples. The persecutors had failed to hide immortal truth and love in a sepulcher. Glory be to God and peace to the struggling hearts. Christ hath rolled away the stone from the door of human hope and faith, and through the revelation and demonstration of life in God, hath elevated them to possible at one with the spiritual idea of man and his divine principle, love. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power. And to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. The humble Nazarene overthrew the supposition that sin, sickness, and death have power. He proved them powerless. It should have humbled the pride of the priests when they saw the demonstration of Christianity excel the influence of their dead faith and ceremonies. Praying for humility with whatever fervency of expression does not always mean a desire for it. If we turn away from the poor, we are not ready to receive the reward of him who blesses the poor. We confess to having a very wicked heart and ask that it may be laid bare before us. 
But do we not already know more of this heart than we are willing to have our neighbors see? We should examine ourselves and learn what is the affection and purpose of the heart. For in this way only can we learn what we honestly are. If truth is overcoming error in your daily walk and conversation, you can finally say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith because you are a better man. This is having our part in the at-one-ment with truth and love. Christians do not continue to labor and pray, expecting because of another's goodness, suffering and triumph, that they shall reach his harmony and reward. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. He constantly turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction till at last he finishes his course with joy. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 154. In thee, O Spirit, true and tender, I find my life as God's own child. Within thy light of glorious splendor, I lose the earth clouds drear and wild. Hymn number 154.
Let's now sing hymn number 263. Only God can bring us gladness. Only God can give us peace. Joys are vain that end in sadness. Joy divine will never cease. Mid the shade of want and sorrow, undisturbed, our hearts rejoice. Patient, wait upon the brighter morrow. Faithful, heed the Father's voice. Hymn number 263.
from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Amen. Amen. 